Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash entitled parents, where OP ruins a kid's Christmas. Our next Reddit post is from Why One and Thunder. Sandy is my uncle's girlfriend. No one in our family but my uncle likes Sandy. Why? Well, for starters, even though she's dating my uncle, she's still married to another man and is living with her husband and daughter. Secondly, she's a huge narcissist and throws a tantrum every time she doesn't get her way. About a month into my uncle dating Sandy, we went out to take family pictures and she showed up with her daughter. We asked for a few pictures with just my grandma, my grandma's kids, and her grandkids, but that didn't go over well at all. Sandy starts screaming that she's dating my uncle, so that means that she and her daughter are family too, and deserve to be in the pictures just as much as anyone else. Sandy has even stalked my grandma, who is only 4 foot 9 and in her late 70s. Back in March when the pandemic was starting, my grandma was still living alone, so she had to do her own errands. My grandma went to Costco one day, and there Sandy was casually running into my grandma. Sandy was thinking about getting a Costco membership, but she doesn't like the Costco that's 30 minutes closer to her. Then, a few weeks later, she shows up at the same pharmacy that my grandma goes to because Sandy's pharmacy didn't have the medicine that she needed. So they supposedly sent her to one that was 35 minutes away from her. Sandy also showed up at my grandma's bank on the exact day that my grandma decided to open a savings account for her grandkids. Sandy asked my grandma what she was doing, and when my grandma told her, Sandy launched into a fit because, What about my daughter? She's technically your grandkid too. Sandy and my uncle had only been dating about three months at that point. Just as my grandma was about to say something, the bank security came over and asked if my grandma was okay. They knew her from decades of her banking there, as well as all of her kids and grandkids. So when my grandma said no, they immediately escorted Sandy out. Shortly after that, my grandma moved states to live with my aunt, and so far that's been the last stalking incident. On Thanksgiving, we all did a Zoom dinner instead of having a big gathering. About a half hour into the meal, my uncle's phone starts going crazy. It's Sandy. She starts demanding to know why she wasn't invited and goes into full tantrum mode. So my uncle caves and sends her the link. As soon as she gets on, Sandy starts screaming, and her 12-year-old daughter, Amy, is running around in the background screaming and crying that it isn't fair. Sandy starts calling all of us selfish bastards, and then her husband starts yelling at us that we can't do this to his wife. My grandma had had enough of Sandy and scolded her. See, this is why nobody here likes you. This is why we do everything without you. This is why I'm so glad that you and that rabid kid of yours aren't invited to my granddaughter's wedding. No big dramatic ending on this one. We just ended the call because everyone was super angry. We decided to do another one without my uncle this time, and that was fine. Wait, OP, wait. Your uncle's dating a married woman, and her husband gets on the Zoom call to yell at you that you didn't invite his wife to the family dinner? I mean, I get that they're apparently separated, or some couples just aren't monogamous, so maybe the husband's totally cool with it. But (laughs) in what universe is it appropriate for a husband to yell at her wife's boyfriend's family about not inviting his wife to their family event? That's just like layers upon layers of weird. Our next Reddit post is from McFlyjohn. I'm a 30-year-old male, and the other day, I got lucky and managed to get hold of a PS5, which is like gold dust in the UK at the moment. Work has been ridiculous this year, and my PS4 broke a few months back, so to say that I'm hyped for my PS5 and some holiday downtime is an understatement. 
The console finally arrived the other day and was left with my neighbor. I knocked on their door, thanked them for taking the parcel and exchanging pleasantries. When my neighbor casually asked if it was anything nice and I told her it was a PS5. We had the usual small talk and I went back inside, thinking nothing of it. Later, I had a knock on the door from her husband. He said that his wife mentioned that I'd gotten a PS5 and they wanted one for their 7-year-old son. It was all his son wanted this year, and it's been a tough year for his son since he hasn't been able to see his friends much. So, would I consider selling it to them for what I bought it for? I said I understood, but I really didn't want to sell it because I was looking forward to playing it. That's when things got a bit weird. He huffed a little and said that Christmas should be about kids, and I should really consider how hard it's been for them, and he offered me an extra 50 pounds. I said I wouldn't be selling it for any price. I wasn't looking to make money on it. I just really wanted to play it. He left, but he said that he hoped that I'd reconsider because you and I are a bit old for video games anyway, and walked off. End of story, I thought. The next day he comes over again, this time with his son. He said that his son really wanted to see the PS5 that he heard about. The boy then said to me that that's what he really wanted for Christmas and he hoped Santa would get him one. I replied that hopefully he would, but it's really busy for him this year, so he might have to wait a little bit longer for it. But if not, I'm sure he gets something nice instead. Another day passes, and my fiancé said that they posted something weird on social media. We're in a neighborhood group about how they had thought 2020 would have made people less selfish and more giving. But they were disappointed in the neighborhood which had forgotten community spirit and how people should be more thoughtful towards the kids on the street because of how much they'd suffered this year. Based off of that, my fiancé asked if I should sell them the console just to keep the peace. Later in that day, they came around again to tell me that they had promised their son that he'd be getting a PS5 for Christmas, and now it would be ruined if he didn't get one. My neighbor said, You're an adult and should be thinking of kids at Christmas, not acting like one playing video games. And that I was being unbelievably selfish and cruel. The husband added, I don't know how you can enjoy Christmas knowing that you're horrible people that ruined a seven-year-old's Christmas. Now, I've heard from people on the street that our neighbors have been talking trash about us to people. Though, most neighbors are just staying out of it, but we're definitely getting some daggers from the mums who lunch crew. We live in a super nice neighborhood, but it's firmly middle class. Lots of private school kids called Hattie and Sebastian, etc. We're definitely the youngest on the street and the weird childless couple, which I don't think PS5 Gate is helping with. My fiancé just wants to sell it to them to end it, but I'm still trying to hold firm. Honestly, I feel like I'm losing my mind at this point. OP, this is BS. They talk about community spirit. When was the last time that you benefited from community spirit? Does your neighbor mow your lawn? Did they bring over freshly baked goods when you moved in? No, I doubt it. What they really mean is they should benefit from community spirit, not you. Just remember, OP, you aren't the one who ruined their kids' Christmas. They're the ones who ruined their kids' Christmas. They're the ones who promise their kid a PS5 when they don't have a PS5 to give. That's just stupid and cruel. Also, I really like this post from Layton's. Tell them that you see their point and that you agree that Christmas is a magical time for kids. And we all need to remember those who are less fortunate and work together to make the world a better place. Tell them how glad you are that they brought their son over because it made you think about all the really unfortunate kids who couldn't have the love of a family at Christmas.
You were so moved that you donated your PS5 to a children's facility, so instead of just one kid being happy, now a dozen kids can share the joy of having something special and knowing that they have people who care for them. Thank them for helping you think of the children. Then lock your door and go play your PS5. I'd like to add, OP, that you should probably have a sit-down conversation with your fiancé and let her know that she is under no situation allowed to sell the PS5 to your neighbors. Because it kind of sounds like your fiancé is getting close to breaking. Our next Reddit post is from Give Me a Break, Life. A little context, my family is a pretty well-off family. My mom and dad had gathered money and land for their business and were able to send me and my two siblings to a local international school. The majority of the land they bought were in my mother's name because of a stupid reason totally unrelated to this story. Remember this point. My mom, however, passed away from a brain tumor before I could even finish high school. She passed away five years ago, but to this day, I'm still affected by that event. Before she passed away, my dad felt that conflicts regarding inheritance could occur, so he tried to clear everything up by transferring all the titles into his name, my name, and my siblings' names. To do this, he had to visit the land registry every day for a whole month. Now, as you'll probably know, when there's a lot of inheritance involved, your family's about to get busy. Enter Entitled Grandma, my deceased mom's mother. There weren't really any issues to begin with. My dad promised to let my entitled grandma stay in the home that he and my mom built. The home was registered in my dad's name. He even provided her a monthly payment of approximately $650. This might not sound like much, but in my country, this was enough to live comfortably considering she isn't responsible for rent and other bills. Everything seemed fine for about three years. The fourth year is when things went bad. Around that time, I was doing a master's degree in the UK, and I'd recently just graduated at the time of this post. My sister was doing an undergraduate in Australia, and my younger brother is about to graduate high school. Since it's always been both of my parents' goal to send us abroad for education, you can pretty much guess the financial burden my dad has now. My entitled grandma, however, decides that this is none of her concern and decides to sue. Apparently, according to the lawsuit document, my grandma's entitled to all the land that is registered in my mom's name prior to her signing it off. The house my dad is letting her live in, along with other stuff worth over millions of US dollars. You might be thinking, WTF, but didn't your mom sign the inheritance document? This is where it gets more screwed up. Despite my dad sending my mom to be treated in one of the best and most expensive private hospitals in the country, and splurging nearly a million US dollars in medical treatment, my entitled grandmother still claims, this person has attempted to indirectly murder my daughter and intends to hog all the inheritance to himself. My entitled grandmother blurted out excuses like, Tricking her during a not fully conscious state. It is a brain tumor after all. Feeding her unsanitary green water during her homestay period. And intentionally instructing the doctors to not fully treat my daughter. What makes my blood boil even more was that Entitled Grandmother didn't care about the fact that me and my siblings, her grandkids, are still financially dependent on my dad for our education and livelihood. And she wanted to put my dad in jail on the charges of inheritance fraud. The details of the lawsuit and stuff are complicated, but just to give you a summary, my dad has the upper hand since all the documents had been signed. And the patient document didn't support any of her stupid claims. However, my father decided to settle in court by saying that he'll pay my entitled grandmother $500,000 in cash, allowing her to stay in that home for the rest of her life and allowing her to collect rent money on one of dad's small condos for the rest of her life also. 
This is on the condition that my entitled grandma cut all family ties with us and never bring the issue of inheritance to court ever again. When I asked my dad why he decided to settle by giving entitled grandma money, even though entitled grandma filed a lawsuit against him without regards to his financial burden and him still having the upper hand, he simply just uttered, Your mom loved your entitled grandma very much, and I promised her I would never hurt your entitled grandma. The Aftermath The lawsuit was settled about a year ago. If you're wondering what happened afterward, my mom's family is a complete mess. Last I heard, Entitled Grandma has already burnt through all the money and is now receiving death threats from her group of relatives because they want their share. Now she's begging to see the grandkids that she loves so much. Huh, talk about karma. What blows me away about this woman isn't her audacity, is that she was able to spend $500,000 in just one year. <laughs> what was she spending it all on? Hookers and cocaine? Our next Reddit post is from the Depression of Trees. This happened when I was about 8 years old, and my parents only recently reminded me that this happened. For some background information, I am really allergic to potatoes. They give me blisters all over my mouth and make me violently ill for about 2 days after eating them. Anyway, on to the story. When I was about 8 years old, I was having a sleepover with my best friend. My mom dropped me off at about noon, so I was going to have dinner at their house. My mother specifically told my friend's mother that I was allergic to potatoes so she could make something without them. When dinner came around, my friend and I went to eat. His mother had made us casserole, but little did I know, the main ingredient was potatoes. We ate dinner, then went and played until we went to bed. At around midnight, I woke up with my mouth full of bleeding blisters. I ran to the toilet and started violently throwing up. Let me tell you, stomach acid does not feel good on open blisters. I was crying on the floor, blood and puke leaking from my mouth when the mother walks into the room. She tells me, You need to stop being so dramatic if you want to get anywhere in life, and that allergies aren't real unless you let them be. Just a reminder, she's saying this to a crying eight-year-old, who's dry heaving over the toilet, bleeding from the mouth. She goes back to bed, leaving me in the bathroom for the rest of the night. Morning comes around and my mom comes to pick me up. Through my blistered mouth, I tell her what happened. She goes ballistic. She tells me to get in the car, and I can hear her screaming at the other mother from outside. Suffice to say, that was the last time I ever hung out with my friend at his house. OP, instead of screaming your mom should have called the cops, I'm like 95% sure that that is completely illegal and can get you arrested. Yep, I looked it up, and intentionally trying to harm someone is, in fact, illegal and can be charged as assault. And potentially attempted murder, or in some cases, just flat out murder. That was our slash entitled parents, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.